Pal Jamesy Poo Poo's. We're back together again, and all is right in the world. Aww. What do you say you and I take another audio adventure through podcast land? <laughs> all right. Okay, let's see. Oh boy, I don't have too much stuff to get to this time. I had some spare time, so I thought I'd do a podcast. But I don't even know if I can get through a whole hour. <clears throat> let's see if I can put myself to the test. All right, first and foremost, do you think you're good looking? I purposely waited quite a while so you can really ponder that. Do you think you are good looking? And if you're not good looking, do you know it? Hmm, you probably do. Is there this thing in people's heads that uh, it's like if you're a parent and you think that your kid is so good looking? There are times I look at my kids and I think they're pretty fucking weird looking. (laughs) But other times, on the flip side, I look at them and it's like, oh my God, they are perfect. They are perfect little angels. Oh my God. But you never know how they're going to turn out when they get older. I mean, this is my first time living that I know of and my first time having children. So it's going to be interesting to see if I find them attractive or not when they get older. Or I'm going to think, oh my God, look at this person. Ah, and and I made that as a direct reflection upon me. Ah, speaking of you, James, do you think you're good looking? Huh, interesting question. I haven't thought about that. Oh, bullshit, James. We all know you've been waiting just to get to that one moment where you have to talk about yourself. Well, I mean, if you insist. Nah, <laughs> to be honest with you, I very often feel like I'm a weird-looking dude. I'm not very happy with my looks. Especially because uh, I've been deformed. In the most important part of your face that should not be deformed, the very center of your face, the thing that ties your whole face together. It's like uh, the Big Lebowski. It really tied the whole room together, man. The rug I'm referring to. Oh my God, James, how many movie references are they going to do in every podcast? Well, you know what? If you get every reference and you email me, I'll give you a prize. Oh my God, James, what's the email? TheDangerHour at Yahoo.com. Oh my God, James, what's the prize? To be determined. It would probably be an an autographed headshot of me featuring my deformity. (laughs) My deformity, of course, is my nose. This motherfucker I used to hang out with, I was playing basketball with him, and he he thought it'd be a great idea as we're having a friendly game of basketball in his front yard. No championship on the line. No uh, shoe deal on the line. No high-end... High-grade pussy. None of this stuff was on the line. It was just a friendly game in his front yard with his shitty, not even regulation, basketball hoop court thing. Whatever you call that thing. (laughs) So this dickhead, I'm guarding him. You know, I got my hands out, and uh, he's got his ass towards me. Go on, James. Oh, get your head out of the gutter. You're the one painting this picture, James. This wonderful picture that I've got in my head of you grinding on this guy. We weren't grinding. I was guarding him. Whatever you got to say, James, make yourself feel better about it. But uh, we all can see you guys are grinding. Okay, anyway. So we're grinding. I'm, uh, I'm covering him really well. This dickhead decides, I'm going to throw my head back and do a little juke move. But, uh, you know, I was very close to him because I guess we were grinding. 
And uh, he fucking throws the back of his head right into my beautiful, perfectly sloped nose. Oh, God. And then immediately I saw stars. And immediately I, I looked down and then I just blood started pouring out of my face. And that was the beginning of the end. My once beautiful, perfectly sloped nose is now a fucking catastrophe. Oh, oh God. All I need is the cauliflower ears, and then I look like one of these MMA assholes. <laughs> but James, why don't you have your parents take you to get construct reconstructive surgery, James, to restore your once perfectly sloped, beautiful nose? Well, I did tell my parents, hey, I got my, I got my face busted today. Was it bleeding? Yeah. I'm, it might be broken. I think that's as far as it went. <laughs> Put some ice on it. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, it's really fucking bothered me since then. It's always bothered me. I'm very self-conscious about it. And uh, anyway, add that to my already self-doubt. <laughs> so a lot of times I think I'm a creepy looking guy. But I get, uh, it happens so much. I'm not exaggerating. It happens very, very often. And a lot of times from Asian women, <laughs> I have to deal with a lot of people for what I do for work. A great number of people. And a lot of times, Asian women will be giggling and they go, oh, I'm sorry, you're just so good looking. You're so handsome. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, you're, you're so handsome. You're making me wet. You're making my underwear sticky. Well, they don't say all that stuff, but they did say the first part. Sticky like a rice. <laughs> Fuck, I had to keep going, didn't I? I'm sorry. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Yeah, so uh, I, I get my ego stroked very, fairly often by different women that tell me that. Even like other, you know, it's mostly foreign women. A lot of foreign women have no problem telling you, where are you from? Uh, I'm from here. Yes, but where are you? Where is your family from? I'll tell them. I'll tell them my my rich lineage, my <laughs> all about my mutt ancestry. I'll be like, well, how much time you got? <clears throat> I've got uh, German, English, um, white trash, whatever that is on my white side. Then I also have uh, some Spanish, Mexican, Native American. Um, Italian on my other side. So you add all that together, and uh, that's what you see before you. But I've got to say that you are very good looking. Very handsome. If my husband was dead, I would climb on your face. And no, that doesn't happen. Again, I got carried away. The first part happens, but not the latter. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's back and forth. Some days I'll be like, you know what? You really are a good-looking son of a bitch, aren't you? I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, I like what I see. But most of the time, 90% of the time, I'm not happy. Is this how you guys are? Is this how everybody is? I don't know. I bring this up because I was trolling, I mean, uh, browsing through the Instagrams one day. And I, I saw this post of not one, but two extremely extremely attractive women oh my god gorgeous not one two two of them james what's the significance of you keep saying two? Oh, i thought you'd never ask i dropped enough hints didn't i there happens to be identical twins twins Speaking of twins, oh man, what just popped in my head when I said that? Uh, I didn't plan this. <clears throat> Here comes the sing-along, everybody. <clears throat> uh, how's it go? <laughs> uh, there's Annie who's buff most everywhere, from bulging arms to derriere. And Danny, he is short and fat and something, something, do it that. What a perfect pair. Cause we're brothers, identical twins, as you can see. Why watch another movie when you can see two of me? Yeah, that's right. That was on Channel 5. 
when they would show twins like every fucking day for some reason. They made up a they made up a theme song because they played that movie so much for the commercials. Do you remember that? It's, it's, they used to play the whole song and they used to go, huh, today at 5.30, twins! Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Don't miss it! <laughs> Channel 5. Oh, speaking of that movie. Ooh, boy. Do you know who's on that movie and who's hot as fuck? Speaking of hot. Kelly Preston. Oh, Jesus. You find me a hotter woman in 1987. Or whatever the goddamn year that movie came out. You find me a hotter woman. And uh, I'll present you with another gift. Oh, Jesus. Look up Kelly Preston Twins. And uh, I'm sure you will not be disappointed. I'm sure if you've seen the movie... Do you... Am I uh, talking to like the right demographic here? Are you guys too young to know what the hell I'm saying? Do you guys know about twins? <laughs> I'm assuming whoever listens to this is around my age. Um, because a lot of the references I make, you probably... Oh, Jesus. I'm all in my head too much. You know, I, I overthink everything. Who gives a fuck? God damn it, James. Twins. <laughs> Forget the movie. Let's go back to the real twins, the girls. Did you hear me just have a fucking meltdown right now? That's like every day in my head. I go back and forth and then I wind up just getting so annoyed with myself. I just give up. It's going to be my life. It's going to be the end. Of, that's going to be my suicide note. I'm going to start writing my suicide note and then halfway through, I'm just going to be like, what the fuck am I even writing this for? What's the point? And then I'll just say, forget, I'm just going to keep living. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, these hot twins. I was just thinking like, oh, my God. Look at that. There's, there's two of them. Identical twins. These are like really thin, olive skin colored girls with these bright blue eyes. Ice blue eyes with, these, with this dark, really dark uh, brown hair. Ah! Tall, thin. Uh, anyway, I think they might be from Spain or something foreign girls and I was like there's two of them then I started thinking right away because my brain's like a fucking it's like a pond with lily pads I can't stay in one place it just keeps jumping from one thing to the other then I started uh, pondering this I'm like hmm could you imagine if your wife had an identical twin I mean if you uh <laughs> Obviously, if you married this woman, you've got to be attracted to her, right? If you chose to make a woman your wife, to spend the rest of your life with her, I would think you'd be pretty attracted to this person. Now, imagine she has an identical twin. That's got to be trouble, right? For everybody. Because <laughs> it's like, do you think my sister is attractive? Well, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course I do. She looks just like you. So what are you trying to say? That you want to have sex with my sister? No, I already have. What did you say? I've been with you, haven't I? I mean, how much different could it be? You guys are identical twins? <laughs> Unless uh, she knows something you don't. Unless she's got some real fancy moves that you don't even know about. Do identical twin sisters have the same breast size? Do they have the same everything size? <laughs> I would love to talk to a guy that's been with identical twin sisters and really ask him the hard-hitting questions. Like, how hard did you hit them? No, what I mean is, hey man, was it the same fit? <laughs> oh God, I, I even creep myself out. Uh, I'm still not apologizing. I, I really would ask that question. And more. Uh, anyway, and forget about that. Forget about your wife having a twin sister. Let's get really creepy. What if your daughters are beautiful twins? Not only do you have one amazing, beautiful woman that's your daughter, you got two of them. Oh, Jesus. And imagine the, imagine the attention that two twin good-looking girls get walking around, going to the mall. Imagine that. You know what? I, that, just, that just made me think of something else. My sister came over to carve pumpkins. And uh, <laughs> like a week ago or two weeks ago, whatever it was, two weeks ago. And it's a fucking girl. She's very dark and demented. I wonder where she gets that from. Uh, I don't even know why we're like that. My parents are not uh, 
Like they didn't beat us. Oh, well, they kind of beat me. But they didn't uh <laughs> they didn't abuse us or uh we didn't get fondled or not that I know of. Maybe I blocked it out. But nothing really traumatizing happened. Why are we so angry and dark? I don't know. But uh, she came over wearing all black with like these weird fishnet stockings on. <laughs> I don't know why. But we went to the store and I picked up some things and uh just just leaving my truck in the parking lot, all the fucking dudes are like, I can just, I just noticed everyone's head whipping around. It's like, oh my God, I can't stand this. I don't like this, uh, the feeling. And she, she feels like, you know, she's my sister. So I, I can't look at it any other way, but, oh, these fucking creeps. <laughs> so it just, she feels like my little girl, my daughter, you know, because she's so much younger than me. And so, like, I just feel like a protective dad. But I don't do anything or say anything. But just that feeling of, Ugh, stop it. And, like, even guys walking with their wives are, you know, their heads whipping around. And it's fucking annoying and creepy. I can't imagine having twin daughters. <laughs> that was a really strange stream of conscious right there. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, should we just move on? I don't know what all that shit was. You know what? You ever start driving and you're not paying attention and next thing you know, you're where you're supposed to be. You're like, wow, I don't remember the driving at all. I totally zoned out. I don't even know if I broke any laws. I don't know if I killed anybody. Here I am at home. That's what just happened right now as I press record for the podcast. I wound up here. Oh, Christ. Uh, I'm going to assume that it all went well. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I had... Didn't I start off asking a question about, oh, oh yeah, do good-looking people know they're good-looking? Do you guys, is anyone out there, are you good-looking and you know that you're good-looking and there's no doubt in your mind and you walk around, like I just look at some people like these amazingly attractive people, do they still have doubts in their mind? Like mo supermodels, do they have doubts or do they feel, do they feel uh, awkward or uncomfortable? They can't, right? If for a living they get paid to get looked at, they've got to know that they're super hot. I'm just so curious about that. I feel like a fucking creep if I look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> and then these Asian girls, they tell me uh, otherwise, and it's like, huh. Well, I mean, I can't be that gross and hideous if people are willingly saying something. Then I look back in the mirror, and it's like, nope, they're wrong. So how do these beautiful people feel? How does uh, Gal Gadot, how does she feel? Wonder Woman. I'm in my daughter's room right now. I don't know if I told you that I'm transitioning. Oh my God, James. I've been waiting for this day. Transitioning, changing rooms. <laughs> and so uh, I got half my shit in her old room and she's got her bed in my old studio. It's a, it's a big weird mess. So I'm sitting here staring at a fucking teal room a teal wall or a sorry seafoam green and there's a little picture of wonder woman hanging on it so i'm looking at wonder woman right now as i'm doing this podcast does she ever think that she's not attractive have i beat the fuck out of this idea too much long enough i think i have send me an email if you think you're super hot <laughs> send me a photo too so i can judge you all right let's just uh let's just slowly back away from this subject shall we uh, let's see. Oh, <clears throat> something really nice happened last night. And it was very spur of the moment. And those are, those are often the best moments. Don't you agree? I started watching this TV show called Ray Donovan. I know I'm like seven years late. But like I told you in, in a past episode, I don't have cable until, until the Dodger season this year, this year. I never had any cable, so I never got to watch any of these shows. But now that I have it, you can watch all this shit on demand. So I've been watching Ray Donovan. And I got I to gotta admit, the first season I'm on, a little disappointing because of all the, amazingly all the amazing great things I heard over the years about this show. I've heard this show get blown so much. I'm like, wow, I really can't wait to watch this show. It sounds so great. Uh, it's a little, little disappointing. Although I'm still watching it. I'm still in. But I just thought it was going to be way better. Maybe it picks up as we get into the uh, the other seasons, but uh, so far, I don't know. Um, but I'm like uh, five or six episodes in. And on this one particular episode, 
uh, Ray Donovan has a brother who's all banged up. He's a, he's a boxing instructor. And he meets this nurse, and he's into her. And the guy tells him, like, hey, you should ask her out. And he's had, like, no confidence in himself. And he's a pretty rough-looking dude. Uh, speaking of. Speaking of looks. And so like, he gets the balls to ask her out, and she agrees. And that doctor chick, or she's, yeah, she's a doctor. She's fucking gross. She's on Grey's Anatomy. Speaking of all this good-looking stuff, you know what I've noticed in TV and TV shows and movies lately? There are a lot more average to not good-looking people in movies nowadays. Don't you agree? I think when I was younger, it seemed like a lot of attractive people were, were actors and actresses. Now it's like they try to get uh, just average Joe Schmoes, it seems like. So yeah, this chick is from Grey's Anatomy. And even watching, like my wife would watch Grey's Anatomy and whenever I'd be around and look at, uh, watch the show with her, little snippets here and there, I just would, I just couldn't stop looking. I couldn't stand looking at this woman. <laughs> she's so fucking odd looking. Anyway, and now she's on this show and she's, I guess she's trying to be sexy. It's just fucking weird. Anyway, I digress. Uh, <laughs> so this dude's going to make her uh, spaghetti. It's going to really really woo her right by making her a meal and he goes to the grocery store and he comes home and uh the i think he lives in the the boxing gym and there's this black dude that works there and he goes man what you doing he's like i'm gonna make so-and-so spaghetti and he goes man you ain't gonna get no pussy with some canned shit <laughs> you gotta make it from scratch and he's like what he's like yeah man what are you doing he's like you can't feed her that shit so anyway a little bit later the black dude He's making some, he's making his own sauce and he comes out and he brings the pan and he's like, hey man, taste this. And he tastes it and he goes, yeah, it's, it's good. Good? Man, this shit's delicious. And uh, so he goes, I got this recipe from some old, some old black lady and she was hideous. She had titties down to the belly button. And he's like, uh, so? He goes, my point is she got married six times. Okay. All right. Well, she's an ugly woman. And if she got married six times, you know her cooking got to be fucking good. <laughs> so he makes, uh, he makes the old ugly black woman's spaghetti recipe for the sauce and uh, pretty much blows this chick uh, away with it. Uh, anyway, so that got me in the mood like, huh, I want to have some really good spaghetti with some killer sauce. It just made me think, I don't know, I'm not a guy that cooks, really. I mean, the wife does it. She does well enough on her own. But just got me, like, in the mood to, to attempt it. So I tell the wife, or actually, I just go to the store, and I just buy um, some basic ingredients. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I didn't look up any recipes. Uh, I just thought about it when I was at the, actually, when I was at the store, I went grocery shopping myself. And I was like, you know what? Because of Ray Donovan, I want to make my own spaghetti sauce now. And uh, my grandmother used to make it with just like this packet that you'd find at the store. But I always liked it. But it's like, you know what? I want to go like hardcore with this shit. And so uh, just got a, some basic ingredients, came home. And then the wife is like, she's getting frustrated. Like, I don't even like spaghetti. I don't want to make spaghetti. I'm like, I'll do the sauce. You just uh, make the meat. I got some, uh, I don't know if this is like a big no-no. Like I said, I'm not a huge cooker, but instead of the Italian sausage, I just got, uh, I got ground grass-fed, <laughs> ground beef uh, to mix in with the spaghetti. I, uh, that's the way I've always had it. My mom and my grandmother always made it with ground beef. I don't know if you're supposed to make it with Italian sausage, but I looked up this recipe online. I scrolled through a bunch of them. I just typed in like best spaghetti sauce recipe or whatever the fuck it was, and all this stuff pops up. And... One of the top ones, like they're all rated good, but the one that had like over a thousand ratings was five stars. I'm like, well, you can't go wrong with that. So I clicked on it and it had a long list of ingredients. We had most of the ingredients here in my place. So I'm uh, getting busy. I'm throwing everything in there. And we didn't have any wine. and We didn't have uh, like crushed red pepper and we're out of basil. So I was kind of pissed. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going all in. I went to the store and I grabbed those ingredients. It, the shit was already on the stove, simmering. Came home, put it all in there, whipped it all up. Uh, shit sat for over an hour simmering, you know. She made the pasta. Oh, my God, was it great. It wasn't even up to all the... Uh, uh, so what I want to do is I want to do it all over again 
but really follow the recipe this time and see how how it came out because the way we did it was fucking delicious man and uh it got me kind of pumped and i was like oh wow this is how real italians feel because <laughs> we were in the kitchen together we we're chopping uh, onions chopping the parsley all that shit chopping it all up having some wine you know you'd go up there you'd uh, you'd add more ingredients you wait a bit simmer you know it's, you stir it up you taste it you let the wife taste it oh, okay that's coming along nicely and uh we all had it afterwards and the kids loved it i loved it and the wife who does not care for spaghetti she's like that's pretty good <laughs> and i told her i'm like you know what i want to try it again but with the italian sausage and following to a t all the recipe she's like i go maybe we'll try that like in a few weeks let's just try it next week and i'm like oh look at this look at this Whoa, wouldn't you know? She's coming around. I like spaghetti, but she just doesn't, so we hardly ever eat it. So, uh, man, maybe I should have been my, I fancy that. Anyway, too late. Uh, so that was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed it. And she actually dug, uh, like the whole family, uh, contributing to making the dinner. And I don't know, it just makes it, it makes it, it makes the whole experience. And eating the food that much better. It's not the first time we've ever cooked together, but uh, this one was like a lot of ingredients and a lot of time and shit. So I don't know. It was pretty, uh, pretty good payoff. So we all loved it and we devoured the whole fucking thing. We didn't make a lot of it, but um, next time I want to make a whole shitload and have leftovers. Oh boy. If you'd like the recipe, you can email me. No, you don't have to. I think it's called like Joe Mama's. <laughs> Joe Mama's spaghetti recipe or something like that. Pretty fucking good. I highly recommend that. <laughs> what else do I got here? Hmm. I gotta leave and pick up my son from baseball pretty soon. Oh my god, James! You left him there. You abandoned your child. I abandoned my child. I abandoned my boy. What movie is that from? Oh my god, James! Nobody cares. There will be blood. Uh, okay. Let's see what else I got. Uh, let's see. Hot twins. Check. Spaghetti Ray Donovan, check. Do good-looking people know they're good-looking? Check. Oh, get this. Yeah, this is a bunch of random shit, I guess. Uh, these are all just random notes. A lot of this stuff I just had uh, in my notes and just kind of never got to it from other shows. So I, this is kind of what happens with me. I have like a bunch of uh, randos left over, and I just combine them to like a whole clusterfuck of a show. So that's what you got today. So don't expect my my usual top-notch segue action because this is a bunch of uh, non-related bullshit. All right. Oh, this next one. Oh, boy. This was a really uh, strange experience for me. <laughs> I went to a Dodger game with a buddy of mine a couple years back. This is, this is a long time ago. And uh, it was a night game, and his cousin was texting him because he knew he was at the game. And his cousin's like, hey, let's meet up at a restaurant in downtown Los Angeles once you're done with the game. And so his, uh, he's like, well, yeah, if we, I'll let you know when we get out and we'll, we'll hook up. So he told me, and I know this guy. I've hung out with him multiple times, uh, lots of times. We've drank together lots of times. I think he even came camping. So I know the guy well. Not a stranger to me. So we, uh, we, me and my buddy, we meet up with this dude. I'll just tell you the restaurant. It's not like it's a secret. No one was asking, James. Yeah, I know. It's called The Pantry. You ever heard of this place? The Pantry is very famous. I think it's highly overrated. They serve breakfast that has zero flavor. <laughs> and I think the whole point is you have to season it yourself. There's different seasonings on the table, but uh, it's just, I don't know. I think it's pretty whatever. This place is always a line outside, and apparently... There's never, the, the doors are never closed. There's never, they have no locks on the doors because the place never closes. So we go in there, we meet up outside, we're hanging out in line. We finally make it in. And I notice this guy's a little bit, he's acting a little bit off. There's something a little bit off about him. Uh, besides me knowing him a little bit, I'm, uh, I pride myself at, with the ability to read people pretty well. Usually I can tell if someone's got a problem or if someone's upset, or if something is bothering someone, I can pick it up really quickly. Uh, I just, uh, I just, it's one of my things. I, I can just feel it. And this guy was a little bit off that night. 
we go in the restaurant. We're all hanging out, having fun, bullshitting, this and that. But uh, the guy's a little bit off. And then I was like, so what's up, man? I'm like, you okay? He goes, yeah, why? I was like, I don't know. I just, uh, you're a little bit off tonight. It's like, seems like something's bothering you or are you mad about something? He's like, no, uh-uh. No, I'm okay. I'm fine. All right. I don't know. It just seemed like something was going on, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I guess I'm wrong. Don't worry about it. Forget it. A little bit later, we're eating our food and the guy's been quiet for a while. We're eating our food and he starts, he lowers his head and he covers his face with his hands and he starts talking. I was like, okay, the guy's, was he praying? And then he slowly lifts his head up, takes like a bite or two, puts his head back down and starts talking to himself again. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I look at my buddy. He just kind of like looks at me and kind of like raises, like lifts his eyebrows real fast and just kind of looks away like, yeah, I don't know, that kind of thing. So I'm like, all right. So I don't uh, say anything about it. I don't mention it. I don't ask the guy about it. I'm just like, all right, it's a little bit weird, but okay, I'll go with it. (laughs) Whatever you got going on. It's going to sound very ignorant on my part. I don't know about the whole Muslim thing. I don't know what their practices are. I know that there's a rug involved and they... They get on the floor and they uh, put their hands down on the ground towards a certain direction. I know that much. Is that, is that the right one? I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know if he's got this weird new belief system and this is something that just gets involved. And so, you know, to each their own. I don't care. But uh, the guy's just been, he's just uh, really off big time now. He says next to nothing the rest of the meal. Uh, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Actually, it's very weird. And then we finish up. We uh, we take off. We say goodbye. Once we get in my buddy's vehicle, I'm like, dude, what the fuck was that, man? What was going on there? He goes, ah, oh, man, he's dealing with like with like a schizophrenia or something like something like that. One of those psychological issues. I go, oh god, really? He goes, yeah. And he goes, and it, <laughs> he was fine until you asked how he was or what was up with him. Or that something was off. And I go, what? He goes, yeah, man. Uh, he's, been, he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good for a while. And you just like ruined everything. I go, why? I go, Dick, why didn't you give me a heads up about it? This is what this motherfucker tells me. I couldn't believe it. I, honestly, I wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> what an asshole. He goes, I wanted to see if you would even notice anything about him. And I was going to ask you about it afterwards. I was going to talk to you about it after. But he goes, dude, it was fucking crazy. You picked, on up, you picked up on it right away. He goes, I'm actually very impressed and shocked that you, uh, that you fucking called him on it. I go, well, now I feel like a dick. He's like, well, it's not your fault. I go, yeah, it's your fault, asshole. You should have told me that he's dealing with some stuff. And uh, just, so I, just so I knew. And so basically, this guy thought he was holding it together and keeping whatever inside at bay, right? Thought he was fooling everybody. Like, all right, I'm, I'm actually, I'm on top of this thing and I can deal with it. And then here I come. <laughs> hey, man, what's up with you? What? <laughs> you seem a little bit off. <laughs> you okay? Oh, God. His whole world came crumbling down and fucking around him. Jesus. All because my dumb friend was curious about how things would turn out. It was a goddamn science experiment to him. Oh, fuck. I felt bad for a while about that. (laughs) And I talked to him later on, maybe like, you know, weeks or a month, I don't know. Hey, man, so whatever happened to your cousin? Was he okay? Uh, Actually, after that night, (laughs) it just got worse and worse. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. All right. Hello, everybody. This is your old pal, James. I have a confession to make. I had to stop the recording and go pick up my son from baseball practice, and uh, that was four days ago. (laughs) And I'm finally getting an opportunity to finish the show. Now I have some free time to myself. And uh, I think I might sound a little different. I got together with the boys yesterday and watched some football games at Lito's house, and I think I was yelling and screaming and getting a little rowdy with them. So as a result, I have this new... Smoker's sexy voice.
Are Smoker's voice sexy? Perhaps for a while, but at the end, I don't think it gets... I think it kind of loses its, its, its appeal after a while. All right, so let's continue the show. Now it's Veterans Day. Today's Monday. Monday. Uh, November 12th, I think. And I had the day off of work, thank gooseness. And I really uh, took it easy today, but uh, um, the wife and kids are gone. She took the kids to her parents' house yesterday. She went to go hang out with her sisters. I don't know what she's up to right now. But I'm supposed to be here waiting for the jerk-off to deliver my new dining table that I bought. Uh, I feel like a fancy fuck. Oh, they're going to deliver it and assemble it for me. I didn't realize when I went to the store, they didn't have any of the shit they're selling on hand. It's in a warehouse located 50 miles away. You can go pick it up if you like for free. Or you can pay 100 bucks and we'll deliver it and assemble it for you. I'm like, well, Jesus, I guess that's the fucking answer right there. The woman called me the other day and she goes, Hi, we're going to deliver your furniture and assemble it on Monday. Your four-hour block is between the hours of 12.30 p.m. and 4.30 p.m. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, does that work for you? Sure. Okay, I'm going to text you a tracking uh, website so you can see where he is. I'm like, all right, thank you. So guess what? Can you believe that he's uh, not here and it's already after 4.30? <laughs> it's approximately 5.30 p.m. and no sign of furniture guy. I just checked the website. Thank God they do this now. Because I couldn't imagine just fucking staying here all day taking a guess when this guy's going to show up. But they give you this tracking, and it told me earlier, I was like, man, I should go to this. Like, I'm pretty hungry. I don't have anything in the house. Uh, I don't want to leave, and the guy shows up. And so I looked in the tracking device, and it goes, uh, oh, he's currently on order number four. You're order number nine. Estimated time is hours from now. I'm like, okay, I got plenty of time to go fuck off then. Um <laughs> So yeah, I'm currently waiting for this guy. So if I have to immediately shut this thing off again, it's because they're here. But anyway, yes, it is November 12th. And uh, by that math, you should realize that the Halloween bucket candy is uh, down to Milky Way, Baby Ruth, and Three Musketeers. The shit that nobody ever wants to eat. <laughs> uh, let me just give you some danger updates. So, uh, I'm, I'm sure you all are worried or wondering what's going on with my balls. Last episode, I talked all about the mistreatment of my balls and the trauma that it went through. They went through, sorry. Uh, so, I'll tell you this, man. I was talking pretty fucking high and mighty. I think it was day two when I, was, when I did that podcast. And I'm like, you know, putting everyone down. Like, what are these guys, a bunch of pussies? I'm in no pain. Well, I spoke pretty goddamn too soon, if you ask me, because the next few days were not good. Uh, by day three or four, by day four, I started getting uh, like pain in my balls whenever I do any moving around. And I went to the bathroom at one point, and I looked at my balls, and they had like black bruising on them. I'm like, oh, God. Because the woman goes, don't be alarmed if you have any deep black or blue bruising that's normal and so i'm like all right and then the first few days is like well i guess i got away with it there's no bruising but yeah it came in like four or five day four or five and uh along with the bruising came the pain of any movement your balls uh, even though i'm like on pain meds and all that didn't matter so i went to work uh let's see i had to, had it done on a thursday i went to work on wednesday so almost a full week off that day at work was so fucking painful. And I wasn't even on one of my hardcore... My work can fluctuate from being very physically demanding to, eh, not so much. So I had a pretty weak day, and I was still... Uh, it was a pain in the ass. So I called the doctor during work, and I go, you know what? Is there any way you can take me out for the rest of the week? Because uh, this is a lot worse than, than you guys made it out to be. <laughs> I looked at some website about uh, you know bruising on your balls and pain and all this stuff and guys are, are sharing their experience and for the most part the guys that i saw like on these forums are like man they really downplay this whole thing they make it seem like it's no big deal back to work in two days no problem you know minor amount of pain like 
fuck this. I had six weeks of complications. And I'm like, oh my God. And it just, everything I was reading, like these guys were telling about these terrible experience they had. And I wasn't feeling too happy with what was going on. And the whole time I'm thinking, fuck, man. The worst thing is I did this to myself. I willingly went in and had this done. So I'm just thinking, God damn it, I'm having, am I having complications? Am I going to have irreparable damage or pain forever? Because you hear all these horror stories and shit. I was like, oh my God, what have I done? Why did I willingly do this? And uh, so I took this stranger's advice on one of the websites and I, I actually got a jock strap. <laughs> I never knew what a jock strap was. I always thought it was uh, had a cup in it for sports. That's what I thought it was, like a, like a cup that's included. I'm like, I'm not going to wear it. Because the doctor goes, get yourself a jock strap. It'll really help you. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking, yeah, right, dude. I thought he, may, I thought he was talking about the thing with a cup in it. And so I wasn't going to wear a cup. I thought that was kind of dumb. But uh, this guy on the website was like, yeah, you got to wear a jock strap. And so I got one. And uh, it looks like a thong for dudes, except uh, it doesn't go straight up your ass. There's two straps on each side of your, of your cheek. Oh, my God, James. Everybody knows what that is. Well, I don't know. I didn't know what it was. That's because you're a moron, James. Everybody knows. Okay, well, if you're one of those morons like me that didn't know what it was, it just has like a, a cloth covering your junk. It's like, it's pretty much a bra for your balls and your dick. <laughs> and goddamn, did it work wonders. It keeps you all tucked in in there. And uh, I spoke to my cousin. I was like, hey, man, nothing like you told, uh, talked about is what I went through. We were sharing war stories. And I was telling him that I had to get a jock strap. And he's like, no, I never needed one because I didn't do shit for like 10 days. Uh, he goes, it's all like it's like the weight of your balls bouncing and moving every time you do anything. It's like it's putting a lot of strain on you. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. So, yeah, the jock strap really helped. But I was still in pain and I got approved to get the day off of work on Friday. So uh, I'll get to that. But anyway, <laughs> so I was, I think by like day seven, I started getting worried because I was getting like these shooting pains in my balls, like lightning. And I was, it was hurting. I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm one of like, I'm like the number one in a thousand that has complications. I was like, oh, I, what did I do to myself? And so I took the jock strap off because <laughs> I was just at home laying on the couch but it was helping, but I was like, maybe it's just too tight on my junk and it's just causing me pain and discomfort. So I took that off and I wound up going away, thank God. But uh, let's see, what the hell day am I on now? I think today is day 11 since I've had it done. And they say by day 10, you can blow a load again. And uh, <laughs> I got to tell you, man, this is the week, like this whole week, I've never been more horny in my whole life. It's fucking and crazy insane how if someone says you can't do something, you want to do it even more. I'm pretty sure that's what was going on because I've been so horny wanting to blow a load and never did because I wasn't able to. <laughs> Dude, by like day three, I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I don't care. And I, and I typed it in. I was like, you know, how long should you wait? Even though they told me from the doctor's office, you need to wait 10 days. I looked it up anyway. And this guy goes... He's like, oh, he's like, uh, I, I blew a load three days after and I caused um, an infection in my balls. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I'm not doing that no more. And so I just kept, uh, I kept telling myself every day, like, dude, just go do it. Just go do it. Get over with. And I kept saying, you don't want an infection in your balls, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. You can wait. I finally fucking, I couldn't wait no more. Day nine. I, uh, I didn't have any more pain in my balls. I shook my sack and I'm like, okay, no pain. And I finally went and got over with. And oh God, what a relief. So they say that when you first blow a load again, after having this done, it could be full of blood. Mine wasn't full of blood, but it looked like it was, it looked like it was a, like a reached expiration date. <laughs> it had a little dark tint to it. It just looked like it was expired. It wasn't too bad though, but uh, oh Jesus. So far, so good, I guess. After uh, after a few days of worry, um, I think I'm I think I'm doing all right. <laughs> so there's your update with my balls. 
so let me tell you what happened. I had to go and pick up a, and a like a release from the doctor for work. And so I had to go on Friday in the morning. And so I get there and this fucking hospital, it has a parking structure. You would think you were in Las Vegas with the size of this fucking parking structure and how busy it is. There's every time I go to this goddamn place, this parking structure is always a madhouse and there's hardly any parking you can find. And it's very, very annoying. So I pull in and it's a clusterfuck and I finally find a parking space. But there's this woman who, uh, you know, you, you know, you see like the, the reverse lights pop on or, or the, sorry, the lights when the person's going to leave. This chick was uh, in front of me driving through the parking lot. Once this person unlocks their car, I'm right up to get, take the spot. This chick stops and puts her reverse lights on <clears throat> like, oh, I'm going to take that spot still, even though she passed the car. And I'm like, bitch, this is mine, right? So like a minute later, this chick uh, that was leaving, she's about to leave. And this other car backs out from the other side, just in a weird way where someone else is waiting for it. And they wind up fucking blocking me so that when this lady leaves finally, the other chick backs into the spot and steals it from me. I'm like, oh, fuck. And what am I going to do? Get out and yell and scream at an older woman? No. So I just carry on. And I swallow my anger. I find another spot, like a few rows up after I've been circling. But the problem is, the dickhead next to the spot parked all crooked. So I was like, you know what? I shouldn't park here because this asshole parked like an asshole. And uh, they probably can't drive. Because as, I'm, as I was pulling in, I saw this Asian woman trying to, trying to park into that spot. And she... Must have forwarded and reversed about seven times before she felt comfortable. And I'm like, oh, God. And, you know, you know it's true. Asians are terrible at driving. But, yeah, I won't say all of them. But there's a majority of them that are terrible at driving. Especially the women. Send your hate mail to thedangerhourayahoo.com. Uh, so it's no surprise. And I just had a feeling, I bet this is an Asian lady that parked all fucked up like this. And, uh, you know... I'm only here to pick up a piece of paper. That's all I'm doing. Most people that come to the hospital are there for hours upon hours. But all I'm doing is walking in. I know exactly where I'm going. Picking up a paper and getting the hell out of here. So hopefully I'll be gone before they even come back to their car. So I squeeze in. And there's room on both sides for people to get in their cars still. But that lady's back end is pretty close to the front end of my truck. I even parked a little bit crooked to give her a little bit of space. So I fucking go, get the paper, come back to my car, and guess what? Take a wild guess what happened. First, I'm like, oh, please let that car still be there. Please let it still be there. And I show up, and there's now a Prius parked next to me. And I'm like, oh, no. And as I walk up to look at my passenger side fender, there's a big fucking almost two-foot scratch above my, my right tire. Oh, God. The anger that flowed through me. It's so fucking big of a scratch, man. She just... I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure... <laughs> I know what you're asking. How do you know it's a she, right? Because the person that took her spot was still there. And it was an older man. And he was getting his shit out of his car. And uh, he, he was on... He was on the passenger side. He walked around to get his briefcase out of the out of the car, and he sees me looking at my truck, and he goes, "He goes, ah, oh, did she hit you?" And I go, "Yep." And he goes, "Oh man!" And I look at him, and I go, "Oh fuck, this guy's a famous actor." But in my head, I'm like, "No, it's not really him. It looks a lot like him." But what would he be doing at this hospital, driving a Prius? I don't think it's him. So I just brushed it off, and he goes, oh, yeah, I saw her. And I, you know what? Something was off about her. She was struggling to get out while I was waiting for the spot, and I, I really wasn't paying attention. Maybe I should have because, oh, man, something just didn't feel right. And, oh, that's what it was, man. She hit you. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, I'm sorry to hear, I'm sorry to hear that. And I was like, yeah, man. I'm like, did you happen to see where she went, what kind of car it was? Because, like, I'm not, I don't remember. And he goes, 
oh man, she went right up, right this way. And I look up and there's a cluster of fucking cars all over the place. And uh, I, was, I was like, you don't know what kind of car it was? He goes, ah, oh, sedan. Oh, I'm not really, I don't remember. I'm sorry. And I was like, ah, fuck. And then I was like, well, I guess that's that. And he goes, ah, oh, and he looks at the scratch. He goes, man, I really hate shit like this too. Oh, I'm sorry, brother. I wish I could have helped you. Oh, I feel terrible. I go, ah, don't worry. It's not your fault. Thanks anyway. Have a good one. He's like, all right, take it easy. And I'm walking around the car and I go, no way, dude. I'm going to ask this guy if it's him because it's going to bug me my whole life if, uh, if I don't ask him. And you know who that guy was? That's right. It was Emilio Estevez, the mighty duck man himself. And I'm all like, Emilio! <laughs> no, it wasn't Emilio Estevez. So I come back around. I go, hey, man, I'm sorry, but I have to ask. Like, are you Edward James almost? He goes, yes, I am. And I go, oh, no way. And I, I put my hand out and we shake hands. I go, I go, nice to meet you. a big fan. I don't know why I said I'm a big fan. I'm a fan of Edward James almost. Absolutely. I've grown up watching him. He's been in a shitload of movies. But I'm not a huge fan. But I just, <laughs> oh, man, big fan. He's like, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I was like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I just wanted to say hi. I'm like, I thought it was you, but I wasn't completely sure. He goes, yeah, it's me. I was like, all right, man, take it easy. And uh, that was that. And we took off. And then uh, I told Lito and the, and the boys this story yesterday. And he goes, dude. How do you know he didn't fucking hit you? And I go, you know what? That thought did cross my mind. I was thinking like, because oh, I didn't know it was him at first. I'm just like, I saw a new car there. I'm like, fuck, did the lady that left hit me or did this dickhead hit me? But, you know, he had a smaller little Prius and uh, she was already parked all crooked and shit. So I know that she backed up and fucking scraped me with her mirror probably. And uh, he goes, Dick, he's an actor. How do you know he wasn't just acting like he didn't hit you? <laughs> It's pretty funny. And then they asked me about like why I didn't get a photo with him. It's like, I don't know, man. We're in we're in like a dark parking structure. It's just I don't know. Here we are at a hospital parking lot. That's just kind of weird. But uh yeah, I don't want to bother him anymore. But Lito was like, dude, you had a long enough conversation with him. I think you earned a photo. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't want to bother him anymore. He was a super nice guy, went out of his way to actually give me some info and share some concern. So, you know what? Good enough. I drove away like a real man. <laughs> hey, can I take a photo with you? I <laughs> uh, drove away, and but I, I was fucking angry because my truck, ugh, it really bothered me, that piece of shit. <sighs> Scratching. It reminds me of uh, Pulp Fiction. You never touched on the man's automobile. Uh, yeah, I was really pissed, but then at the same time, like, that was a pretty cool experience of meeting Edward James almost, so maybe it balances out. <laughs> oh, God. Every time I think about Edward James almost, the first thing that pops in my head is Selena. There will be no Selena y los dinos. <laughs> the funny thing is that movie actually was on TV a couple days ago, like the day after I saw him. I thought that was funny. It's like, when is this movie ever on? And now it's on now. I, saw, I like the part when he's like, It's hard being Mexican-American. You gotta be more Mexican than the Mexicans, and you gotta be more American than the Americans. We gotta work twice as hard. So here's to you, Edward James Olmos. Cheers. All right. Uh, is that all I got? I guess so. So now it's time to start close in the show out with a little segment I like to call I Fancy That It's beautiful, beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful It's I Fancy That Fancy Fancy I Fancy That is a segment in which I get to talk about some nice happy things Aww. Some, uh, some positive things that uh, I happen to fancy So it just actually happened today this morning Boy, oh boy, I don't even know if I've ever experienced this. Uh, well, I guess I have, but it's been, it's pretty rare. This morning, okay, so last night I went uh, with my cousin Monkey. <gasps> we went to Lido's place and we watched some football. It's the annual meeting of Chargers versus the Raiders. Um, if you're a football fan, you know how that ended. <laughs> Fucking team. Anyway. <laughs> It doesn't matter. They talk their shit. It's pretty funny. 
we get together, have some drinks, uh, uh, well, talk some shit, eat, uh, had a great time. Super fun. So, uh, drank a lot yesterday and then me monkey came home, uh, had some fucking whiskey <laughs> at home after drinking a whole bunch over there. Little nightcap, had some burritos, some real Mexican burritos. And then uh, he took off and I fucking passed out on the couch. <laughs> You know, all in all, pretty good day. Uh, so I wake up. That's usually how it happens. I wake up a few hours later. And it's like, ugh. Fucking cotton mouth, that whole shit. Drank a bunch of water. Turned everything off. Went to bed. It was like uh, what, three something or something. I don't know, like 3.30 in the morning. I woke up at uh, seven something. And then woke up, take a, took a piss. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get back into bed. Nobody's here. Kids are gone. Wife is gone. Total silence. I get back in the bed. I lay there. And, uh, you know, I had to get up and go take a piss. So my, my little tootsies got a little bit cold. <laughs> it's like once I get back in the bed, it's all warm and cozy. I'm like, oh, yes. And I'm laying there and I'm just really, really appreciating it. Dead silence. Total comfort. I don't have to do anything. The furniture guy is supposed to be here between 12.30 and 4.30, so I'll worry about this about 11-something when I got to get up and straighten out the house a little more. And so I'm just like in bed for hours doing nothing but relaxing, going in and out of sleep, and just really, really enjoying myself. It's super rare. Then the trash trucks come by and they make a bunch of noise, but that doesn't last too long. Once again, back to silence. Silence is golden. That was fantastic. I can't remember the last time I just laid around in bed without having to do anything. Usually the wife is... Okay, get up now. Let's go start our day. Let's go have some breakfast. <laughs> this time it was nothing. Zero. Felt a little bit guilty, but not really. <laughs> I really enjoy being by myself. I don't know if a lot of people are like that, but uh, I can spend shit tons of time by myself and be perfectly happy um you know after a while you start to miss the kids and i guess the wife <laughs> but uh when i get that time to myself i enjoy it so having some wonderful quiet relaxing time to yourself a surprise i fancy that all right and now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. The fuck you moment is how I end every show. I get negative once again. And I talk about something that really chaps my ass. Something that really bothers me. Something I'd like to say fuck you to. And tonight's entry is a church. James, you can't say fuck you to a church. I can say fuck you to whatever I want. And tonight, it happens to be a church. But James, is it the Catholics? No. Is it the Jews? No. Is it the white people? You talking about the Christians? No, that one. No, not them. James, is it the, the Southern Baptists? No. It's none of those. It's a church called Church of Hundred Harmonies. Now, there's this, uh, it's in La Puente. We were driving by the other night, and my wife goes, what is that? Like, what is that place? And I look at it, and there's a sign that says, Church of Hundred Harmonies. And the thing that immediately got me angry is that it says Hundred Harmonies, but there's an infinity symbol. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, you couldn't be called the Church of Infinite Harmonies? I guess not. I guess you're limited to a hundred. Anyway, so... There's a security guard walking around in the parking lot with this like utility belt with all these sh shit on it, and there's some uh, like little hooligans in the parking lot. And my wife's like, "What's what is that? What's going on over there?" And I go, well, "It says the church, but yeah, that's kind of weird." So I type it up, and it says, uh, "Hold on, let me let me pull it up for you." All right, found it. So here's the story. <laughs> 
marijuana dispensary, or a church? Question mark. To outsiders, Hundred Harmony's association of faith in La Puente appears to be in the business of selling marijuana products. It has a room displaying jars of the substance, according to recent news stories. It appears in online directories as a dispensary. It sells edible marijuana products such as chocolate bars, and law enforcement officials shut down its operations for lacking the required permits. However, its organizers and members say it has a divine purpose and right to exist. It is a place of worship, they contend, similar to the Catholic Church's use of wine for its sacrament, and even more like the Bahang, what? Bang? Sipped during the Hindu festival of Holi. Hundred Harmonies uses cannabis in church rituals. According to organizers, Hundred Harmonies is one of 16 places of worship belonging to the Association of Sacramental Ministries, a group started in 2017 that uses cannabis for their services. According to Brent David Fraser, one of the founders, we're just, um, this is how I'm assuming he sounds. <clears throat> hey, dog, you know, we're just trying to spread a Christian message, eh? Like, we use it, you know, cannabis, just like wine, Holmes. End quote. <laughs> the association's members use cannabis for its assumed healing powers and its properties that act as an entheogen. Entheogen. Boy, do I sound stupid. A substance used to produce a non-ordinary state of consciousness for spiritual purposes. Each church operates as most other churches do. They do missionary work, such as food drives and clothes drives, Fraser explained. Hey, you know, uh, it's an open faith, eh? You can be anything here. Like, you know, there is a place for everybody in this association. You unify religion and religious ideas, bro. <laughs> Since the recreational use of marijuana was legalized throughout the California through Proposition 64, many California cities have tried to control and limit the number of retail outlets. However, the churches have made it clear they aren't dispensaries even though they come up as a dispensary on these maps. A November raid by the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department allegedly left 100 Harmonies with a broken-down door and its members arrested and ridiculed by law enforcement, according to a complaint filed by the Superior Court. Uh, blah, blah, blah. This church claims that its rights have been violated, citing Article 1, Section 4 of the California Constitution, the No Discrimination Clause, which guarantees free exercise of religion without discrimination or preference. Oh, yeah? I'm going to start my own religion. It's going to be involving uh, whores. Pro High-end prostitutes. You come there, and we cleanse you. Cleanse your body and your mind. You pay us a small fortune, and we'll give you the hottest chicks we can find. And it's all legal because it's my church. <laughs> it's called the Church of Whores. Just look up Cow Ministries. That's Church of Whores. Cow. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, these guys are complaining. They raided us and they made us feel bad. Uh, they made us look like criminals. Dude, I drove by this place. There's nothing but fucking hoodlums and young assholes going in there with their lowered cars. No one's going in there to worship. It's a bunch of horse shit. Fuck you. Uh, you know, it is pretty... Uh, I do. I gotta commend them on, uh, I guess, you know, trying to pull one over. But uh, I guess it's a little creative. Uh... But yeah, I mean, <laughs> we use this in our religious ceremonies. Yeah, I heard that there's a room that they sell all their shit, and then there's a room where you can go worship, and it's like a real small little area with a couple chairs. <laughs> you're not fooling anybody. I guess if you're in a different city, maybe, perhaps, but not La Puente. The gritty streets of La Puente, is he? Fucking stupid. Yeah, uh, I was talking to... Uh, I think I mentioned something to Lito yesterday, and he he's it's a well-known thing. I guess among stoners, they know about it too. These uh cannabis churches. Seriously, if I if I start like a my own prostitution ring, if I'm like a <laughs> if I become a pimp and say I'm a reverend, though, this is my flock. <laughs> this is a church. This is a place of worship. You must vacate the premises immediately, officer. Your warrants and your guns have no power here. I cast thee out! Yeah, I mean, when's it end? Who cares? All right. Fuck you to uh, fake churches. 
trying to ruin the good name of the Lord <laughs> to push your heathen ways. Uh, who cares? But anyway, I, I needed someone to say fuck you too. So uh, you're the target this week. So fuck you. Fuck you. All right. That's going to do it, everybody. That's the show. Started off uh, really doubting myself and my ability to pull off an hour. But it's funny what a four-day break in between finishing the show can do. It can give you an Edward James Almost story. And an update on some beaten and abused balls. All right. And uh, that's, that's a good lesson to end on. You know, things might seem really bad at times. Believe me, I've been there. I've had multiple times where some terrible shit happened. And uh, the real lesson to learn is everything gets better with time. I know it's annoying, but it's true. I saw, you know what? I was thinking about that the other day, and then I saw a movie. Uh, what movie was it? Someone was telling a kid, like, oh, yeah, you know, it sucks now, but don't worry. You'll wake up tomorrow, and it'll hurt a little less. And the next day, it'll hurt a little less. And uh, that's pretty much what it comes down to. After a while, whatever terrible shit you're going through, you'll be past it. And you'll probably have a harder heart for it and become somewhat of an asshole. All right, that's all I got for you. I leave you with the same fantastic advice I leave you with every week. And that's... <laughs> stay dangerous, my friends. <laughs> Later. <laughs>